Is this thing on? Yeah, it is. Good morning. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm the pastor of this, this local outpost. I'm so glad. I haven't, I don't think I've said here, I've been here a month, and I don't think I've ever said, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I haven't said once, if you're a new person, I'm really glad you're here. And if that's true for you, make sure you say hello to me and my bride. That's my bride, Malia, before you leave this place. Just because we're excited you're here. We're excited to get to know you. We're excited that this is the most welcoming community I've ever seen or ever met. So everybody pat yourselves on the back. Good job. But don't hurt yourself. Um, We got a couple announcements. One of them is, well, everything's starting this week. So if you're a man and you're free in the morning, there's day timers that's starting on Tuesday. If you're a woman that's free at, in the evening, there's a Wednesday thing that's happening. What's that called? Wednesday. Wednesday. Getting crazy in here. Getting crazy in here naming things. <laughs> And then there's a Thursday thing. I think it's called Thursday thing for women a Thursday morning. Um, I also have a, 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 a joyful announcement, and that is Blake is here. And that's this little princess right there. That uh, She was born last week, I think, right? Wow. That's a super Christian. Yeah, round of applause. Um, I think she gets youngest in the room uh, <laughs> award. We should probably, whoever's in charge of making plaques, let's make a plaque about that. Make sure at some point during the worship service you pass down those, those, those fellowship pads. And if you're new or if you've never filled that out, it's a guaranteed letter for me or a note that just says hi. Um, fill that out at some point. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Can stand and remain standing and face this direction. We're starting a new series today, and it's um, it's on the Sabbath rest. And I'm going to read Exodus 20 as our call to worship. Just a few verses. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Let's pray. Holy One of Israel, in a culture characterized by restless anxiety, we are indeed weary and heavy laden. Teach us about Sabbath rest. Give us a new understanding of how that gift can free us from our commodity-driven existence into life of neighborly relationship. And in, in the name of the one who calls us to take 
his yoke upon us, wherein we can find rest, Jesus the Christ, and all God's people said. That was just, we were all just standing in awe of that. That was pretty good. <laughs> Let's worship the Lord in spirit and truth.
morning we have the privilege of moving up two of our students in the children's ministry up to our youth group and as much as it's an exciting day it's a really hard and sad day for me um, with teachers you get to um, normally you would go through this you move up your kids every year um, I got to have these kids in my classroom for five years some of them have tended longer but with me for that long. And so I've really gotten attached to them. And so this break um, between classes is a lot harder than it would be from year to year. So I'd like to ask Ashley and Kalea to come on up. <laughs> and, and Everly will probably join them. <laughs> you guys can sit in here. Um, these girls have been in our program for about that long, if not a little longer for some of them, um, and seeing them just grow and blossom in the word um, as people, um, they, are, they are just a true sample of what God is. They exert kindness, they are helpful, um, they're patient, um, even with our littles who are in the class. Um, they kind of take on the role and help um, with them, help them open their Bibles, help them find their pages. Um, they'll step in and help with the lesson if a child has a question. So there's no doubt that they are ready to move up. Um, and I just want to give them each a flower here. As just, are you going to hand it to them, Everly? Give that one to Ashley. And this is just a gift for me to just thank you guys so much for making children's so fun. And I'm going to miss you guys tremendously. Um, not that you're not going far, you're just going upstairs. <laughs> and I can still see you. Um, but I'm just, I thank you guys so much for making Sundays my favorite day of the week. Um, and so I also want to give you guys just a certificate Letting you know you completed children's ministry. You don't have to come back. You're good. <laughs> and we're moving you on to youth. And I'm going to hand the mic over to Rob. He has something for you guys as well. All right. Yeah, as uh, Carrie said, you know, I've had the pleasure of uh, working with you guys already. So we've got to know each other through VBS and Sunday school and other things. And uh, it's just Funny how I remember when you guys would chase me around the campus, right? And now you're helping me chase Everly around. So, you know, everything comes full circle. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to present each one of you with a, a little um, token, a new uh, student's Bible. This is Kalea. But, Kalea, I can't wait to, for you to come mix up the boys' club upstairs. <laughs> um, you have a very strong personality, and I can't, I can't wait to minister you. And then, Ashley, I love your spirit and your sense of humor. I can't wait to minister you in this important time of your life. So um, we are calling upstairs now the, uh, the Haven. It's been called that uh, for the last couple of years, but we're really uh, bringing it home. And in fact, the group now is called Haven. Just instead of youth group, we're calling it Haven. So we're working on stickers and T-shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff to really feel like a team. And so these are uh, our new team members. So welcome. All right, I just want to lead us in prayer, and then we're going to go uh, have a mini lesson before we uh, embark on the 
water slide outside. Okay, so please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to, first of all, just thank you for this place. Thank you for making it a, a safe sanctuary for us to open up our minds and our hearts and let you in. And I lift up Ashley and Clea today, especially, as they join uh, the student ministries in the Haven and uh, take another step towards their faith journey. In your name, amen. Let's worship together. Feel free to stand. Feel free to sit. Feel free to clap your hands, to raise your hands, to dance around. Scotty, you can jump off the walls. We don't mind. Let's lose ourselves in celebration together. Let's worship. You hear us when we shout your praise. 
go. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, sing, sing. Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the
my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again to your family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer.
Sing that one last time. Thank you, band, and welcome back, choir. We are so excited. Remember that our Lord Jesus Christ can sympathize with us in our weakness, since in every aspect he was tempted as we are, but without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of God, that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Let us confess together our sin against God and neighbor. Lord of the Sabbath, hear our prayer. It is hard for us to stop working and harder still to stop worshiping work. We confess that our busyness often substitutes for our holiness. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to be still knowing you more deeply. Patient Lord, we schedule our lives down to the very second. We crowd in as much activity as we can and then wonder why we are so stressed out and tired. We are afraid to miss out on anything. And when it comes time to be with others, we spend our time worrying about details rather than truly being present. Forgive us when we get so caught up in the details and miss the opportunity to sit at your feet, learning, listening, growing in our faith. God of rest, grant that our souls can find rest in you. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Christ Jesus, you we are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives all of our sins strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen.
excellent. That was excellent. Kind of feel like smashing plates or something. That was like a Jewish wedding song. Can I do that dance anymore? I don't think I can. We're entering a sermon series on the Sabbath rest. And as the world around us ramps up, we're going to be taking a deep breath. And we're going to be drawing close to the God of the Bible. I'd like to open it up, like, let's start with turning to our neighbors and talking about what was Sunday like when we were growing up, or when you were growing up. Um, just a second. The Sabbath is just the day of rest. Uh, the Jewish people, they celebrate on Saturday. We, as followers of Jesus, mix it in with Resurrection Sunday. Um, but what was, what was Sunday like when you were growing up? Turn to your neighbors and talk for a bit. Okay, okay. Bringing us all back together. I don't know what it was like where you grew up. I grew up in a small town in Millis, Massachusetts. It's a small town about an hour outside of Boston, just straight uh, west. And I remember on Sundays everything being still. I remember you couldn't go, there wasn't restaurants open, there weren't, uh, stores weren't open. Um, it was, I remember about the only thing that was open was gas stations and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, and part of me wants to, to just end the message right near, now and end the service right now and just have all of us walk out of here and go rest. Because that's the true way that we learn about the Sabbath. And so I'm not going to do that because I want to hear some more choir. I've never been the pastor of a church that's got a choir. I came home on Thursday. I'm like, I'm kind of the big deal, Malia. (laughs) I got a choir. I got a choir. Who else has got a choir? (laughs) Right? This is awesome. I... um, And then mad props to my boy Simon right there. That's my, old, that's my old high school buddy, Steve Atkins. That's his oldest son, Simon. He's 22 or 23, I forget which. But who's, that guy's got courage right there. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> but uh, just mad props. And I, anyway, I, I, Cornell, you kept telling me, wait, you wait and see, man. <laughs> my Romanian accent's horrible, but you wait and see. You wouldn't see. I, I, I do stuff around here. <laughs> um, let's read from the Bible. Let's read from and this book, Sabbath as Resistance, is going to be my, pretty much my, 
my backbone of this sermon series. So if you ever want an extra reading, this is an excellent book, and it changed my, it changed my life a little bit. It, uh, it, it opened my eyes to, to our need, my need for rest. And we'll go, let's go to Exodus chapter 20 and read. And I'm going to start, and I'm going to read the first two verses again and then skip down to verses 8 through 10, through 11. It says this in Exodus chapter 20, Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Skip down to verse 8. Remember the sixth, uh, the, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in and in them, but rested the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. This is the word of the Lord. Now, as a pastor, I talk with people. <laughs> no duh. Uh, but I, one of the most common things spoken to me as a pastor in confidence and sometimes just in public is I feel far from God. I can't even count the number of times that people have said that to me. Jason, I feel like I knew God and now I don't. I feel far from that, that person that was in love with the God who made me. I'd like to, to say the answer to, to that feeling is rest, is rest. And it's not just rest, it's Sabbath rest. And what is Sabbath rest? Often when I'm performing uh, or officiating at a wedding, I will say, we're witnessing here the combining of two souls to make a more accurate reflection of the triune God. That's a concept I stole from Augustine, and he stole it, well, didn't steal it, he got it from the Bible, where you, he notices that part of the, when God creates man and says it's not good, and it's the first time that he says it's not good, that he's alone, there's so much in that statement. There's a truth that, that is it takes at least two to reflect three. Do you follow me? Our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit take at least two to reflect three. Community has to be there to reflect community, right? 
Is everybody following that? Just follow along with me. I'm coming back to the text. Because there's a truth in here that this guy unlocked. Notice that in the first verse of the Ten Commandments, what is mentioned? I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. What were they doing when they were in Egypt? Slaves. What was the culture like in Egypt? Go, go, go. Move, move, move. Notice at the end of verse 11, he says this. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested. You feel far from God? God is a God who rests. Let me read a quote from this book, Sabbath is Resistance. By the way, it's by Walter Brueggemann. He's an Old Testament stud. He's amazing. Um, Yahweh is a Sabbath-keeping God, which in fact endure, ensures that restfulness and not restlessness is at the center of life. Do you follow that? Yahweh, the God who calls us to keep the Sabbath, is a Sabbath-keeping Yahweh. God rests. If you feel far from God this morning, rest with a God that is calling you to rest. Spend time with the God that is countercultural. Spend time with the God that can make anything, that does not sleep, does not slumber, but chooses to rest to meet with his resting people. Another common thing that I've, I'm asked or people talk to me about is once I find my sermon notes, I'll find it. Oh, right here. It's right in front. It's always right in front of you, right? Isn't that what every rom-com's about? feel like I'm just part of the crowd, Jason. I feel like there's nothing that distinguishes me as a follower of God. I feel like I'm just going with the flow and life is just happening to me. Some of you in this room are probably maybe are feeling that way. I want to say that God's fourth commandment, this, this commandment to rest, is a commandment to stand out. 
It's a, it's a commandment to stand against the flow. It's a commandment to be different. In February, I think I've already mentioned it, but I went to the Holy Land. And part of that trip, we were in Tiberias. And Tiberias is 99.9% Jewish. It's a, it's, a, it's a city on the, on the Sea of Galilee, and it's a big city. A lot of hustle, a lot of bustle. But as, as our team was waking up on Sabbath, on the Saturday, one of the three elevators was going. That was my first hint. And we were moving, and so I had to carry my wife and I's bag <laughs> down 20 flights of stairs. I don't know how, and how hot was it in Tiberias. What was the problem there? Maybe there's no AC. I don't know. We go into the breakfast place. There's nothing but dry old stuff. And was there one coffee pot or something that had been cooked like two weeks ago or something? I don't know. It was disgusting. And so I start to get this vibe. This is different. <laughs> you know, I'm no rocket scientist, but something's weird here. We get on the bus. And like I said, I grew up in Millis, Massachusetts. And the only thing I liken this to is when Hurricane Gloria showed up. I was in sixth grade when Hurricane Gloria showed up. And I was away at this like, camp. And they brought us home early because the, the hurricane was about to hit our town. And they didn't want all the... The, the junior hires out in the middle of the woods and dying in the, this Hurricane Gloria. They wanted them at least home. So they, we brought it home. And we, as we're cruising through downtown Millis with the one stoplight <laughs> and the McDonald's, everything was closed. There was, there was tape on the windows, and it felt like a ghost town. That's what Tiberius was like on Sabbath. That's what, like, that's what every Saturday looks like in Tiberius. No gas stations open. No restaurants open. Nobody walking around. No lights on. It's still, it's quiet. You enter into that town and it feels like you're entering into another world. That's why Brueggemann says, this fourth commandment is the, cru is the crucial bridge between the first three, which deal with our relationship with God, and the last six, which deal with our relationship with one another. The Sabbath rest is the crucial bridge in which we get in tune with the God which we, we serve because he rests and he rests and meets us in our rest. We actually become resting in him. And he's able to work on getting all the other gods out of our life and getting all the other things that we serve out of our, our, our primary focus vision. And then he turns the corner. The Ten Commandments turn the corner and say, do you want to be different? Do you want to be part of something that's bigger than yourself? Do you want to be, enter into a people group that stands against the flow of everyone else? Stop and rest. Rest with me 
And rest as a, as a testimony to everyone looking at you that you listen to a different Lord. You march to the beat of a different drum. Pragmatically, my old, my, my, one of my bosses, Jeff O'Grady, uh, just an amazing man of God. I love that dude. But he, he, he put this in plain terms for me. He says, as a pastor, you're going to meet with a lot of people. And here's a, here's a hint. People get annoying. <laughs> here's, here's a truth that most people don't talk about. People get annoying. Anybody who's worked retail knows this truth, <laughs> knows it well. You know, no, my latte's a little too cold. Anyway, I won't get off on the complaining. He says, Jason, when you start getting annoyed at the person you're meeting with, it's time to schedule some Sabbath rest. It's time to meet with the God who sees people as not annoying. And it's time for you to meet with the God and have him remind you what this is all about. Rest. How are we supposed to rest? How are we supposed to rest? How do we rest and draw close to God? For those of us that feel very far away from God right now, I have some really good news. He can't wait to meet with you. He can't wait to take the yoke off of your back and put it onto his. He can't wait to teach you about the truth about himself in that he is in himself rest. Pragmatically, I think it starts with cutting something out. A lot of times, and this, this is a fatal flaw of a lot of pastors, they'll start to add stuff, and they just, they, they don't look at what's happening that isn't bearing fruit or going in the right direction, and they don't stop doing stuff. And that happens personally, too. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been cruising, on, and all of a sudden you're looking at your schedule, and like, I don't want to be with that person, that person, that person, or that person, and I'm there, <laughs> you know? My wife and I, we were going through one of the deeper valleys of our, of our lives, and we were in some therapy, and our therapist said, you know what? You sign up for things. That means you can say no to things. And as your pastor, maybe you need to hear me say that this morning. If you look at your calendar and you say, I don't want to go to that, I want to give you permission, don't. You have permission. You have choices. And saying no, saying no to some things is saying yes to others. So I think it starts pragmatically saying yes to God and saying no to something that's drawing you further from God. Then how do we stand apart
as a culture, as this PCC, kingdom of God outpost. How do we, how do we do it? Turn to your neighbor, ask them, how do we do it? Right now, one, two, three. (laughs) And then if anybody has some answers, share them with one another. I don't want this service to go till four in the afternoon, so I'm going to cut you short. But part of it, hey, pause for a second. Pause your conversations. Pause for a second. That's one of the first, that's what we do about it. First, we talk to one another about it. There's a, we're community, and we have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and God has made us this community. But in certain ways, we're not community. Because do you know the person next to you's middle name? Do you know, well, the people that are married, <laughs> so they're like, yeah, I do. Yeah, good job, buddy. <laughs> I think it starts with talking. It starts with talking. It, like, it starts with actually communicating with one another How can we rest together? How can we be different than everybody? How can I tell you, hey, Ian, you have permission to speak into my life when you hear that I'm going off the rails, when I have this, 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 and this, and you, Jason, you're doing dumb. You know, you're going the wrong way. I give you permission. Like, we give one another permission to stand out together. We let each other in. And that's how, we, that's, that's how it begins. And it also begins with, sometimes you just have to do it. Right? Have you ever had to jump into to a lake or something off of a cliff or a rock? I remember one time I was up in Yosemite, and those are glacier-fed water bodies, people. <laughs> They're very, very cold. And I was backpacking with my Bible study leader. I still don't forgive him for this. But we're standing on top of this rock. And I say, how am I supposed to do this? And he said, just do it. I think we as a church, sometimes we just have to do it. We have to say, hey, we're going to be different. We're going to not be like the person to the right, person to the left. We're not just going to go with the flow. We're going to intentionally put some rest, and we're going to intentionally rest together, and we're going to intentionally build these bonds between one another. So that becomes our apologetic. Me and Lewis, your name's Lewis, right? My all-time, just, this is just a side note, all-time favorite meeting of somebody was Lewis. I said, what's your name? And he said, I don't remember. (laughs) Just straight up. Do you remember that? That was one of my favorite memories of my whole life, my whole ministry career. (laughs) I don't remember the point I was making. Do you remember, Malia? I don't remember. But I I think I was saying, uh, we do this together, and we start sharing in a community that it attracts, people go by and say, why is that Lewis guy 
hanging out with that big hairy dude. And the reason is we're both serving the Lord of the Sabbath. We're both resting in God. We're both standing against the flow of the stream, and we can't do it apart. We have to do it together. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, help us to find rest in you. And help us to find rest in you as a community, as your servants, as your local outpost of your kingdom. And all God's children said, I think we stand and sing. And now we do come near to the heart of God in prayer. Will you pray with me? Come into the clutter of our everyday lives, O Lord, with your heavenly power, into our weakness with your strength, and into our sin with your holiness. Give us grace to receive you in all the places of our lives. We pray for our church as the fall season with all of its activities is beginning. We pray that many will take advantage of the Bible studies and other adult and children's activities that are offered so they may grow in their knowledge of you and in their desire 
to follow and serve Jesus Christ. We pray for our world and for all who live in turmoil and fear. We pray for the disunity between nations, Russia, Iran, China, North Korea, and others. We pray that you intervene on behalf of the weak and lost, and nations without freedom, and people without hope. Guide the nations, guide the leaders, bring us into non-confrontational relations with others. May we one day see the peace on earth you proclaim. This week, we again remember the events of September 11th, and we are so aware that such violence continues throughout the world. We earnestly pray that these acts of terrorism may be stopped. We especially pray today for all those in the Bahamas, on the East Coast and now into Canada, being inundated by the effects of the hurricane. Send help and relief where it is needed and guide the first responders and other helpers who risk their lives to save others. Help these victims to see you in the faces of those who bring them aid. Help them to see hope. Give us the mind of Christ as we look upon our neighbors. Place in our hearts genuine care and concern for those who are suffering in any way. We pray for those who usually worship with us, but are absent due to sickness or failing strength. We pray for healing for all who are ill and need your touch. Be present with those who care for the sick and aging. We pray for all in need of prayer, for none of us is able to carry heavy burdens alone and none of us needs to do so, because you have promised to be with us always. always. Show us whom we can help and what we can do, for we act as your hands and feet. Eternal God, you draw near to us through Christ. Amid the activities of our daily lives, make us attentive to your voice and alert to your presence, that we may treasure your word above all else. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now knowing that God loves a cheerful giver, we invite you to give your offerings. Will the ushers please come forward?
So teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way, and when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and
before the benediction, I'd love to give you an invitation. It actually comes from a, a band out of Seattle, The Head and the Heart, and they, they say in one of their songs, uh, the world keeps spinning with all of these fears. Let's just for a moment, let's be still. Church, may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.